G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. At some point in life, we're inevitably confronted by giants. Now, they come in all different shapes and sizes, but inevitably, they're huge and they block our way. How do you overcome them? I mean, they're so much bigger than you, right? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Welcome again to the program, as today we take a look at the power of God in your life from a different perspective. I'm excited to be with you today because we're going to be joined by someone who, as a young man, put a whole army to shame. This is a man who, when people looked at him, well, what they saw was the runt of the litter. They never included him in the grown-up men's stuff. They always left him behind. But this young man, well, he had something that they didn't. I don't know whether this makes sense to you, but this lad had what in my neck of the woods they call ticker. In other words, he had a strong heart. And when this army was paralysed with fear because of the size of their opponents, this kid steps forward and says, I'll go. Perhaps you recognise him. That lad's name is David. He went on to become the greatest king that Israel ever had. But when the army of Israel was confronted by this giant Goliath, not a single man, not King Saul, not any of his generals or lieutenants, not any of his soldiers dared step out to face this mountain of a man. It took a young shepherd to stick his mitt in the air and take Goliath on. But why? How is it that he could do that when all the grown men cowered around him? It's tough being the youngest. David's older brothers, well, they were all out fighting in the army and, and he was left behind to tend the sheep. He comes up to the front line this day to bring them food, which is how the soldiers received their rations. Let's pick up the story. It's a good one. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 20. Early in the morning, David left the flock with a shepherd, loaded up and set out as his dad directed him. He reached the camp as the army was going out in its battle position, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with a keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and greeted his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. David heard him. When the Israelites saw the man, they all ran from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see this man who keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. David asked the men standing near him, What will be done to the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And they told him what the king had been saying. This is what the king will do for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him. Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked you are in your heart. You came down to watch the battle. 
And David says, what have I done now? I can't even speak. <laughs> it's tough being the youngest one. It's tough being the runt of the litter. No one takes you seriously. It's amazing how often it is that people who are the closest to us just don't understand us. But David was different from the rest, and God's hand was on him. Have a look at what happens next. David turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter, and the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and King Saul sent for him. And David says to the king, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant, David, will go and fight him. See? There it is. David stands before the king, and what does he talk about? He talks about ticker. He talks about the heart. Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. And Saul replied, You can't go and do this. You can't go against the Philistines. You're just a boy. And this is a fighting man. David says to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it down. I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. I've killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. So Saul said, go and let the Lord be with you. I guess we know the rest of the story. David slays Goliath, but just before he stands out there, the whole Philistine army against him, shields and swords, and here is this little guy with a slingshot up against the giant Goliath with his armour. And he shouts out to Goliath, You come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of God, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. All those who gathered here will know that it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle belongs to the Lord, and he will give all of you into our hands. What a gutsy kid, hey? Little shepherd comes up, the whole army's cowering, and David gets up and says this. Talk about a red rag to a bull. The thing that hits me between the eyes here, sorry, I couldn't resist that, is that David's heart for God was developed in difficult times fighting bears and lions in the wilderness. In fearful times, and yet God was in those places with David. See, this is not so much a story about David as it is about God. God sees things from a different perspective. Right from the beginning, he saw what was in David's heart. See, David has been anointed as the king. Just a young kid. He's a man who grows up having killed lions and bears and knowing what it is to have God in the wilderness with you. David learned what it was to be close to God, not amidst comfort and luxury, as you might expect of a king, but on the cold and dark and lonely and dangerous nights, protecting his sheep. This is an amazing story. This this young man who has a heart for God that's grown in the most unlikely place, and in the most unlikely young man. And that heart for God here comes out as courage. And, and this kid knows how to rely on God. You know, this, this kid believes in God because he's had God help him in dangerous spots before. 
See, so many people who want to be close to God think, well, well, you know, I have to do better or I have to be different or, or God couldn't be close to me, right? That's completely cockeyed. We're looking at God through the world's eyes and it's just plain wrong. Being close to God is a hard thing. And his heart is to be close to you and me. If God is for us, who can be against us? I want to encourage you today, no matter who you are, where you're at, what's going on, God is in the business of growing your heart for him, just as he did with David. And then when the giants come along, all of a sudden, we have the same boldness that David did to get out there, to slay the giant when everyone else is hiding under a rock. You get it? God gets up close to us in those scary times and does something in our hearts, even in the very darkest hour where we would expect him not to be. Getting close to God, sure, it happens sometimes in the comfort of a lounge chair. I'm all for spending quiet times with God, but sometimes, in fact, often, it happens out there on the battlefield when we least expect it. today, I was just wondering if I could ask for your input, a bit of help if you will, to guide me along the way. As you might imagine, we receive a lot of feedback to a different perspective from right around the world. And one of the most common things people say is, I wish you could teach more about subject X or whatever. So that got me to thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could be a bit more deliberate about that? Wouldn't it be great if I could get your input on the teaching topics that would really speak into your life? So could I ask you, when you have a moment, to head across to teachingtopics.org to have your say? It'll only take you a couple of minutes, and who knows how many other people right across the globe might be blessed by your God-inspired ideas. That web address again is teachingtopics.org. Just a few minutes of your time could have a powerful impact that ripples out into countless places that we can't even begin to imagine. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.